It's your girl AP, and I'm here with my lovely co-host Imane for another episode of More Than My Size. Hey guys, it's Imane, that African butterfly. Uh, we know we've been away for a few weeks, a little bit here and there. Uh, it's because we have been living life. Alicia and I both moved actually, so we've been uh, dealing with that, but now we are back and better than ever and ready to jump into this week's topic, which is Bonnet Gate. And I will let Alicia take it off. <laughs> so if you guys have not been buried under a rock, obviously heard this whole debate that has been sparked on the internet streets of, is it ghetto or appropriate to wear a bonnet out of the home? And there seems to be like a huge divide and this was all sparked by Monique. Um, and if you're not familiar, Monique was a stand-up comedian, also a TV and a movie actress who came out in the early 2000s. Her whole persona was built on being loud, fat, proud, and saying whatever she felt like saying. And of course, the F skinny, whatever, women. Um, and we've seen Monique grow and evolve over these years. Um, and change her her opinions on things and her disposition, which is totally fine. I believe in autonomy and growth. But what I'm not a fan of is policing other women. Um, and of course, I believe respectability politics are really rooted in anti-blackness, especially when we are de deeming things ghetto. It's ghetto when black women do it, but when people of non-color do it, it's okay. Um, and that's problematic. And so the the whole stance on you know, wearing a bonnet out of the house, her, to sum it up, she basically said, it makes us look as if we have dropped our crown and um, some things are for in the house and not for everybody to see. And she, you know, basically said, like, you know, sometimes you have to tap your sister on the shoulder and just let her know, like, you know, are you okay? Like, lift your crown or, you know, let's do better. And I thought all of that was absurd. I would be completely 100 about that. I am a fan of if it's my close friend and I think they're personally going through something, of course, asking, hey, are you okay? But going up to a complete stranger on the street or in the store and telling her that she can do better because she has a bonnet on her head is out of this world, just absurd. And the fact that we're still looking at people that we don't know and deciding what type of person they are because of what they may have on in one moment is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I'm more upset when black people do it because of all the people in America who knows what it feels like to be decided who we are and what we are before we open our mouths, why would you want to exert that energy on other people? It, it blew my mind. Um, and it just sparked a bigger conversation on the internet where people are weighing in and there are half the people who agree that like, yeah, no, don't go out of the house to bonnet. It's not for the home. I mean, it's not for out of the home. And then there's the other half who are very much like me who are like, not says do what you're going to do because in no way, shape, or form have I ever worn a bonnet out of the house and felt ghetto. And if that's how you want me to feel, it's not going to happen. And when I see other women wearing scarves or bonnets, I don't look at them and feel like they're ratchet and ghetto. What is your take? So I have a lot of opinions about this. Um, my first and foremost one is that I just don't understand why people feel like they have to make up the story in their mind about who this person is based on what they're wearing. Like, what does that really like say about them? Like, you don't know what they're doing with their day, with their lives. And honestly, like, do you really care? Like, do you really care? And speaking to that, it's why should the person who's wearing the bonnet give a flying hoot about what you think or what anybody else thinks? 
Uh, I think it's really hard for people, especially more so for older generations that have been really raised been raised to like strictly think about their appearance to the world, how things come across, how things look. Um, and it's that very logic that's created so many problems because there's all of that, don't speak about this, keep this behind closed doors, keep this in the family, don't talk about this outside of the community. Because there's so much around um, caring how you look to other people, they still have that mentality. So when they see someone in a bonnet, like, yes, that's for the home or blah, blah, blah. But that person wearing it probably doesn't care because you don't know, maybe they are, maybe they are being lazy and a bum. It still is not your business and it doesn't matter to you. Or maybe like the only times I've ever worn a bonnet bonnet out is like if I am on my way to an event or something and I wanna make sure my hair looks cute before I get there. And like, I didn't plan on getting out of the car but like maybe I needed to stop and get something real quick. Like, do you think I care in those 10 minutes what anyone I run into in that store thinks about me having in a bonnet? Absolutely, I do not. I really don't. And it's interesting because sometimes people will be like, well, especially because I, as a single woman, people like to put on my shoulders that I should be living my life always on the brink of if I find a man. So <laughs> they'll say like, you know, like, well, what if you ran into your future husband in the store and you were wearing a bonnet? I'm like, well, my future husband wouldn't care. Like the type of guy who's going to see someone in a bonnet and make all these opinions and think she's dead or think she's that. I promise you, is not the type of guy that I will be marrying or that I would want to marry. So my husband's never tapped me on the shoulder like, "Queen, pick up your yeah. went outside." Yeah. he doesn't care. He right. Doesn't care. I mean, some people care, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with caring. There's nothing wrong with you feeling how you feel. But even if you want to say like, "Oh, I see people in bonnets, and that looks ghetto to me," fine. Well, the problem is when you don't keep it to yourself. The problem is when you feel like you ever have a right to go up to a stranger and tell them what they should do about their lives. And I had got into it a little bit with someone on Facebook about this because I was like, let people live their life and stop. And we shouldn't judge others because you don't know, like maybe that person worked a long shift and they're on their way somewhere. Like I said, like sometimes I'd be like on my way to an event, like you don't know, so why judge? And the lady was like, well, the Bible teaches us that the younger should teach the older and you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're just trying to show people the right way. And I think it's hard for people to understand like, what is the right way? And I say this a lot about a lot of subjects. I know I do, but it's just so much, trying not to use some French with it. So much of it is just BS, right? Like so much of our rules and what's right and what's wrong and what's okay and what's not okay is really just like what we as a society have decided. And that's why it changes over time. And that's why it's different in different cultures. And that's why I think people don't need to get themselves wrapped up in a knot, trying to make everybody else happy. Like figure out what makes you happy and just go from there. So if you have an issue with people wearing bonnets out, don't wear a bonnet out. Simple as that, raise your children not to wear bonnets out. But don't go to a stranger. Don't go to a stranger. But also teach your children that though this is how we do things, there are going to be people in the world who don't do things the way that we do, and that's okay too. You know. Oh, what yes, I'm and saying? that reminds me. Oh, I was going to say I, that I wanted to speak on another point you made um, about like the ghetto ness and the respectability politics because it absolutely is that, and it's really unfortunate because even as we try to be like black power and stress, stand in your strengths and stand in your blah blah blah, we still are very much 
raised in a culture that is white is right, right? So the closer that you can assimilate yourself to whiteness, right. the better you are, the right, the more right you are. And anything that like the further away from that you are, the more you're doing something wrong or bad, which is like ghetto and, and, and insult. That is right. a really big thing that I really dislike is the whole it's ghetto because we're calling it ghetto because I think culturally, and we may we may not even realize it because it's where we're raised, but so much of our culture in America is based upon trying to achieve, like you said, assimilation or acceptance by European standards. And that dictates a lot of how we view certain things. Like when we think about the literal term of what ghettos meant, it was like living situations, right? Like being piled up in spaces because they didn't have enough space. But when I look at, the only thing I will ever call ghetto is the projects. And that's literally because they're, they're like that. And in joking, I might say, oh, you're ghetto. But when we look at like living, even, even the based upon where they got these ideas about what was ghetto, I'm sorry, but black folks in those situations were incredibly savvy, were finding creative ways to take care of their families, to do things in an efficient manner within the restrictions and confines that they had. So if that's ghetto, like I'll eat that and I'll take that. So, but the fact that we're assigning like physical things to be ghetto, like, oh, your hair is ghetto, oh, your bonnet is ghetto, or this, you know, like, I don't But it goes back to that scale of like, if it's more on one side, it's right. And if it's more on the other side, it's wrong. And ultimately at the end of the day, even as much as race is an issue in this country, um, the economic scale is an even bigger one. So the closer you are to poverty, the worse you're seen. And that's in every culture. So for us, it's ghetto. For white people, it's white trash. And it's really saying that I feel like I'm in a place where I can look down on you because you are a, a lower economic standard. That's really what you're saying when you say that someone is ghetto. And I, I think when Monique was saying like, oh, you tap her on the shoulder and up, give her uplifting words, you should never be looking at anyone and thinking that they are in a lower space in their life. Right. Yeah. When they left the house, I thought that part. Her her explanation of like why she's saying what she's saying, and there's a couple of things you touched on, like when we talk about the Bible saying that the elders are supposed to bestow wisdom upon the younger generation. I absolutely agree with that. But in in no situation does it say elders go up to the you know the strangers in your community and just go assault their character because like there's a the time and a place for everything. There's a time, there's a time right. and a place like for said, everything. If you're talking to your child or someone in your family and you want to have a conversation with them, if they're open to it, by the right. way, about your sister circle, whatever, feel free to do that, but not to absolute strangers. And the fact that we're still thinking that it's okay to judge the one that you don't know in a split second based off how they look, is absurd to me and she stated these stories about these two women who approached her at two different spaces in her life about getting herself together and had she taken the approach that the internet has taken to her statement she would have never gotten to a better place and one of the stories as i was telling you earlier was that patty labelle like ran into her at an award show or something like that and she tapped her on her shoulder and basically was like you gotta get that weight off of you her using that story as like a reasoning piece as to why she feels the way that she does about approaching the subject the way that she did is absurd because there's so many things wrong with what Patty LaBelle did there. Um, she was flat out inappropriate for telling somebody else that they need to get that weight up off of them. Um, 
if Monique felt like that was okay for her circumstances, that's fine. But sis, you can't do that with everyone. And that's- Nor should you. That's where you need to get to the point. Like, nor should you. No matter how right you think you are, at the end of the day, everyone's going to think that, even though they shouldn't. Because it's really more so preference than rightness. But whatever. You you want to stand on the fact that you're right, that's fine. But it's still not your job or your place to force that on other people if they didn't ask you. And people just really need to get to a spot where they need to learn to keep their mouth shut more. Like we all need to. Not everything you think needs to be said. Not every opinion you have needs to be shared. And I think so many of us are in this social media digital world where you can. And hey, I, I'll tussle in the comment section sometimes myself. But like, so you get in this space where you think like, oh, my opinion is valued or my opinion should be heard or what I have to say is important. Sure is. So make a safe, like make a space for you to say your opinions and your thoughts and all that stuff. You don't need to go off to strangers and feel that you have a place to tell anybody what they should do with their time. And I think about it because even as we talk about it, like, oh, you know, lift this person up. Like you said, how do you know they're, they're down and need to be lifted up? Like you don't know what's going on in their life. And the fact that you think that means that you're automatically seeing them as being down. Right. And how would we feel like as much as we're calling like, oh, lift each other up. How would they feel if like, imagine if a white person went up to a black woman and said something about their, their bonnet, like it'd be a problem because it's none of their business. But you know what, even though we're the same skin color, it's none of your business either. Like, I, I understand wanting to have this sense of community, but this isn't like the biblical times where your, your town and your community was like the same 10 to 20 people you grew up with your whole life, you know? So now when you see strangers, leave them alone. It's, it's not that hard. I think the interesting thing is so I recently saw bonnets are now on sale, but like they're being sold by H&M and they've jacked the price up. And Anthropology, I believe, is one of them who was selling them. And other white brands, you know, are selling these bonnets. And they're also selling them for way more than you can get them in a hair store. And now it's like high in fashion, right? Um, and that, to me, speaks volumes to why it's been deemed ghetto, right? Um, and even more so than that, I really feel like we spend so much time having to combat stereotypes people assuming things about us, especially when you are in a marginalized body, whether you are disabled or whether you're black or a person of color in this country, we're constantly having to fight against stereotypes and we're constantly having to try to assimilate so we can just get the bare minimum. You know what I mean? So to have it come from another black woman feels so insulting. And I feel sorry for her that Pat LaBelle said that to her and it made her feel like that was a thing that made her want to get her act together. I've never been insulted and, and felt like I need to get my act together. Like that does not work for me. And maybe that works for other people, but that does not work for me. So if you approach me and I have a bond now, I'm going to tell you right now, mind your businesses. Think I'm getting yeah. whatever you want, but don't come tell me, mind your business. Because I am adult enough to understand that people got things going on in their life that I know nothing about. And especially if you're an absolute stranger, I have no business. I just don't understand what goes through. Like, I have never felt a part of me that felt the need to tell a stranger something about themselves. Like, there's even if I looked at them, I was like, what the hell is going on over there? Like, I would never feel like it was my place to go say something to them. Like, unless you are literally about to get into physical harm or danger, there is nothing that you, person I don't know, 
can do in your life that makes me feel like I, anything about me needs to encroach upon that or say something to that or affect that? Because I don't know your life. I don't know your life. I think what's crazier is that I think we judge naturally as imperfect humans. We see things and we think things upon observation. We can't help ourselves in that situation. But when you go past thinking it and then saying it out loud and saying it out loud to somebody who did not ask you, um, I think that's where we're crossing a line. And and that's and that is a thing that I think is so bothersome and even more so as I was reading the comments and reading the things people were saying, there are some who have had the privilege of growing up in affluence and experiencing life in a very different way than somebody else. With that, they think down on other people and they don't even know it. And that in itself is problematic, is that you could be in that position and still find yourself judging someone for not even having what you had or the privilege of having- but, No, I, it's absolutely a real thing. And it's something that I've talked about before on like on, on my page because my thought process and where I am with things like even like race and money and things like that has been a very conscious, conscious journey. Like I growing up in the suburbs, and grew up in, with a very different mentality of how I look at um, even like other black people and black people from the city and like, they don't try hard enough, they don't work hard enough. Like I very much was like very in that mindset growing up. And it's also why part of me tries to like bridge the gap between it because I know people who grow up with that thinking. It's not like they purposely think down on black people. It's not like they purposely are like, I dislike black people. It's that so much of what they're fed into through media and then through their society and their surroundings tells them that black people are this certain type of way or you know those stereotypes are true for a reason. So unless they're like actively working to dismantle that, that's their baseline thinking. So I remember like, I literally had to work to think of people who are like more hood and more ghetto and be like, hey, just because they speak that way doesn't mean they're less intelligent. Because literally that's how I grew up. Like they didn't speak proper. Yeah, they didn't I care about education, blah, blah, blah. Like I had to work I to be like, up, hey, they're still really smart. You grew up in upstate New York. I grew up in Connecticut. So the, the energy is very much the same. And yeah. even my own mom raising me to always speak and articulate. From the time I was a child, my mom always talked to us about how we spoke and it's something that stuck with me. So at 36, I'm not gonna undo the way that I speak, but I've right. also learned in, in the process to not assume someone's intelligence based upon yeah. you know, vernacular and colloquialism. But you, had to, you probably had to learn that oh, like, yeah. because it wasn't what you grew up with because that's how it was for me. And the problem is like, glad you took that journey. Glad I took that journey. A lot of people don't take that journey. A lot, a lot of people spend their whole life with that mentality of if they speak a certain way, if they look a certain way, if they do this, then they are these things. And it's unfortunate because they miss a lot of really great gems that can come from people from a different culture, whether it's a different race or just somewhere different on the economic scale. They miss out on that because they're so busy judging the outer appearance and we need to get past that. I think what made all of it even more funny was that she gave this speech from her home in her robe, which many would argue robes are not for outside now. Right. She wasn't outside of her home, but you opened millions into your home. So now you have put yourself on in a robe. display on with a robe, no bra, whatever. 
looking like you just rolled out of bed to give this don't look like you roll out of bed commentary when you go outside the house your only argument is that you did it from inside your home but when you let the entire nation into your home well guess what world basically it's just as bad as you're going outside correct so you could mm -hmm. if you really cared that much about image and how one should be perceived look at look at the amount of people who have seen her running around because she works out and things like that or in her workout gear there are plenty of people who would say there's a time and place for anything everything you shouldn't be in your workout gear on camera blah 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 unless you're doing a b and c like we can start throwing out nuances all over the place yeah. my thing is do what feels right for you without ever having to look down upon somebody else for what it is or how they do things because what this conversation opened was a larger door to a conversation about how people really have trash behaviors when it comes to other people well that's why i'm glad that she did that post like at the because at the end of the day you know me because i've gotten with people on your page who say stuff about what you post like i feel like people's pages are like their homes they can post what they want they can say what they want and i'm the queen of like if you want to post it like make your space to say it so i will really go after someone for like something they posted on their page because it's just an opinion because my page is full of my opinions that people could easily tell me that I was wrong about. So I don't have a fault with her wanting to get out her views or expressions because that's how she feels. Even though I disagree with her, I completely disagree with her, but I don't have fault with her saying it. I have fault with the people who feel like, who think the same way she thinks, and then feel like they can take that out there and put it on strangers. And double down strangers. On that's my and issue. Like, you know, I even had a conversation with one of my close blogger boos she's on the opposing side she feels like you know you don't wear bonnets and she and i explained her my stance and she's like yeah but the many times that i've seen it done it's you know girls out here in their bathrooms and this that and the third and i'm like it doesn't matter it still doesn't matter like, that's doesn't like, matter. You know. like why are we assuming who someone is based on a fraction of what you see them do in their day like like my thing alicia is like how do people have the time like who has like I if I'm out and doing something I'm doing something you know what I mean like maybe if I'm sitting and waiting and like just people watching but even then I don't have that much time to make up a narrative about somebody in their head like I see it and it just okay like unless it's something really outrageous it's like okay and then the thing like this conversation was with a plus blogger right and I saw a lot of other you know plus women in the space speaking up like yeah you don't do that that's ghetto and and my here is my reasoning with this which is my reasoning i'm like do you as a fat person you know what it feels like to have strangers decide your health for you right or you must be lazy because you have all that weight on you you don't exercise you don't eat right you just want to kill yourself you just want to we hate that when those assumptions come about it so the fact to see so many plus size women in the space come forward and be like, yeah, that's ghetto because she's doing this. And I'm like, you don't know, sis. You saw her for five seconds walking into a Walmart or Target or wherever, and you decided this about her. But I've seen some of you have tears online crying about how people treat you because you're fat. Like, and that is my thing. As marginalized people specifically, or for anyone who's ever experienced having something said about them that wasn't true and it was just a bare assumption, how awful that made you feel or annoyed or angry or upset. Why do you want to put that energy out there for anybody else? 
Well, I mean, it just goes back to self-production, right? And something that I live by, which is that when people say stuff about other people, it says more about them than it does the people they're saying stuff with about. So like the, like even with marginalized bodies, you'll often find it's people with marginalized bodies who are the most relentless about picking on people with marginalized bodies. Like it's the fat person who is relentless about picking on the fatter person because at least they're not that size because they have such a distaste for inside of them for what they're carrying around. So even with like the, like the um, policing of other people's body, I really do feel like that comes from sort of the same place. Not so much like a self-hatred, but it comes from a person who to me, to me, just my opinion, is walking through life very conscious of their appearance to other people. Like it is the forefront of their mind. It's usually also the, I don't leave my house without a face on people. And because that takes up so much of their mind, their space, their thoughts, the fact that it wouldn't take up someone else's mental space is frustrating to them. Like, it's like, if I'm walking around here constantly having to put myself together so I look good for all of you, how dare you come out in the street not putting yourself together for me? The disrespect. Like, that's, to me, with the mental gymnastics that's happening in their mind, because how else do you explain why you're upset about what someone else does? It's literally like this whole, oh, well, if I can't do it, you can't do it either, and I'm mad at you for doing it. Because the rest of us who don't care as much as other people and do, we don't care either way what you do. You made such a great point where you're like, it's usually like the smaller fat making fun of or, you know, harassing the larger fat. It's absolutely true. It's a way, it's a means for one to A, validate themselves for how they feel about themselves or how they need to feel. But I like, I've always been taught since I was a child, people who do that, it's, it says less about you than it does them. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not even knocking the women who don't want to wear a bonnet out the house. Yeah. That's their right to. And I even understand where the conversation has come from, especially generationally from our mothers and grandmothers and things like that. Oh, but can we also add though, really quick, can we also add that they're also taking these contexts of like, this person is rolling through a store, dropping their kids off at school. Like those, like if you were telling me women were wearing bonnets to sit in church and women were wearing bonnets at like graduation ceremonies, it's still their business to do whatever they want. But then I can understand being a little more like, what the heck? But a woman just out running errands, living her life, like we're really going to put that much thought into someone making a quick grocery I run and dropping their kids off at school? Arguments. There were women who were like, you shouldn't do it in the airport. One woman gave some example of how she met, uh, had an opportunity to connect and make a business deal with someone she met in the airport because she was dressed a certain way. And I'm like, like this, but I guarantee you, when I'm rolling through the airport at four o'clock in the morning with my children in tow and my husband is trying to make sure the kids aren't running off somewhere, the <laughs> last thing I'm concerned about is making a business deal. Right. And I still made connections with people in public spaces with bonnets on my head looking less than appropriate. And you know what? You make the connections with the type of people you should make the connections with. And like those people who are connecting with you while you are in your most natural state are the type of people you want to have connections with, quite honestly. Because right. I know that you're not basing it on something superficial. Like we've obviously had a conversation and you felt moved or compelled by what I've said and that has put you in space and feeling like, yeah, I would like to work with this person. I think, yes, to a certain extent, there is a time and a place for it, right? 
So no, I'm not going to go into my place of worship with a bonnet on. I'm not. But if somebody showed up in my place of worship with a bonnet on, I'm not making any assumptions about them still. Like, right. still, I'm not going to go to a job interview with, you know, a bonnet on. When I'm in my free time, in my free space, as long as my titties ain't hanging out from underneath my pajamas and my moo-moo, and you don't <laughs> see my holy drawers, we good. We good. Right. I, you know what I mean? To put so much emphasis on it, 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 it coming on the heels of Derek Jackson and his wife having their public appearance and she had her helmet. With her of army of salvation. Her helmet of salvation. I can't, I can't hear helmet of salvation. And it's so funny because that service over the weekend, we had a discussion, a Bible discussion about um, the, the armor in the Bible. And as soon as they got to the portion where it was like the helmet of salvation, I'm like crying <laughs> yeah. of laughter because in my head, I'm just like, Oh, she's ruined this for me forever. But yep. even then, she people were so upset because you know, oh, she's on t- t- on video with Derek Jackson with this bonnet on, especially on the heels of why they were there. And I'm like, do you feel like this could be more embarrassed? Her her husband has publicly humiliated her. Y'all worried about? And we're not worried about her bonnet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, she that was probably her over it face. That that was probably really her helmet of I just need to block y'all out. I'm putting it. But on. again, that speaks to the type of women who are worried about that, like, I wouldn't have put on a bonnet to do that live, but I don't care that she put on a bonnet. It was just more amusing to me. But I can understand the type of woman who really puts that much value of her self-worth into her appearance and how other people take in her appearance. To that woman, her coming in a bonnet shows a complete lack of self-worth, a complete lack of caring, and shows that she doesn't even care that she's going on camera with this guy. So like, they just can't wrap their heads around like, how could you even, and why would you even? Because they can't understand on the flip side of it, when those of us say we don't care, that we really mean we don't care, we don't care. And we, I mean, you're human, so you might care a little bit sometimes for some things, but overall collectively, we don't care. And that's the thing, I think to sum up my final thoughts on it is just mind your business. I can't, I feel like that has been, the platform of everything that I always talk about at the end of the day is autonomy, quite honestly. It's one thing if somebody comes into your place of business and is trying to get a job with you, you have a right to decide based yeah. on your appearance whether you think they're a good fit for the job or not. That's if that's your business. Mind that part. But when we're just talking about being out in public, like I don't, I see things all the time that look weird. Yes, I may turn my head and be like, ooh, what is happening here? Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not approaching anybody to tell them. And I'm also not spewing it out into the world. And I often find that people who engage in that way, you get humbled in ways in your life that you would never expect. And when that happens, you sometimes don't learn that lesson until it's happened. I'm of the mindset that I'm not trying to get humbled any more than I have been in life. So. Right. Let me just know my business and let me do what is appropriate for me and let me teach my children what is appropriate for them. And I'm so grateful that my husband and I, as much as we teach our children the way of life that we think is appropriate and what we believe in, we still teach them. Everyone is not going to agree with what you do and you're not always going to agree with what other people do, but it's also not your place to judge or make, you know, base your opinion on whatever people strangers are doing when it has nothing to do with you i I encourage my children to mind their business all the time and i think if more adults understood and i think 
there's something that comes with adulthood, right? If you grow up being told children are to be seen and not heard, your opinion doesn't matter here, whatever, you can't wait to be an adult because they say I can say whatever I want. And I mean, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. I love adulting for that reason. Right. And you, but the, there's a scripture that I always think of, and I tell my kids this all, all the time all things lawful are not advantageous. So, yeah, while you can, you may have the freedom to do so. Is it really advantageous for you to open your mouth and say this? And in most instances, people know that it's not, but people are so self-absorbed that they still feel like they got to tell you what they're thinking, even though they know, once I say this to this person, it's really of no value or benefit. I'm just saying it because it came into my head and I wanted to say it. And that's the worst behavior to me as far as I'm concerned when it comes to adults. Like, just not your I think you're, and I was going to say, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that that's something we should speak about more in another conversation or another episode as well, because there are so many things where people just open their mouth and speak. And it's like, why? Like, you you know what I mean? Like when you meet a new couple, like, why are you at, like, do you care when they're getting married? Do you care when those people are having their babies? Like, why are you in their business when you know you don't actually really care? But we're just so programmed to ask these questions and no one really stops to think of how like invasive it is. Like, we all need to- we all need to be reprogrammed in how we start conversations and interact with each other. Because a lot of the things we ask each other right now, not your business. And people may not feel comfortable talking about that. And so um, I think that you made a great point, which is mind your business. I know I live by the words, do you boo? Like if you, as long as your actions don't hurt other people too much, because no one's ever going to make everyone happy. But as long as you're not actively trying to hurt others, like do you, mind your business, worried about yourself. If you find yourself with a lot of free time to worry about other people's business, get a hobby. There's lots of nonprofits that need volunteers all the time. Like find something to do with yourself that makes you so busy. You don't have time to be that worried about someone else's business. And for my fellow Bible thumpers out there, in case you want to use the Bible as a reason to be judgmental or be up in somebody else's business, there's a beautiful scripture at 1 Thessalonians 4.11, which beautifully states, mind your business. Therefore, God has sold you. So don't use that as an excuse to get up in anybody else's business. Mind it. And no one is telling you how you have to think or how you have to behave or any of those things. When you cross that line into someone else's business, don't get mad at what you get back. I would like to hear from you guys, though. Obviously, we would love to hear your opinion, whether it's on Bonnegate, minding business, autonomy, whatever it is. Make sure you drop your comments down below. And of course, we're going to drop us for the question to whatever it might be. Make sure you're following us on more than our size, more than my size, the show, underscore the show on Instagram. And of course, we try to drop videos every Sunday by 8 o'clock p.m. Sometimes it might be a different day, but you know, it's life happens we pivot um and make sure you come and you engage with us and of course you can catch us on spotify i'm in the middle of uploading new episodes to spotify in case you're not a youtube person and you just want to listen to me in the mare give you our melodious voices throughout the yes. show. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us and we will catch you next time bye guys